0: Larry Richard unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland and we are at market district in Robinson this is the original this is our second visit it's podcast number 19 Guys, we're excited to be here. I know you are. Oh,
1: my gosh, yes. I'm looking around at all the food, and all I want to do is eat. And I
0: know you, you've been around with Paul Abbott, who's the executive mastermind behind Market District for Giant Eagle. You have four in the region, correct? Uh, actually, five. Five. Five stores you in, in Pittsburgh. added one since we talked. <laughs> but uh, I was really happy you guys were here today. Yeah, and you were given... Jim, a very detailed tour. What was that all about? We, well, I,
2: well, I'm a steak guy. Love steak. <laughs> so Paul was just showing me uh, how the highest, it's the highest quality here at the market. This really is. And we were just looking at how uh, the certain cuts and how they have, they cut it whole here. They're butchers, which are like artists. Because we. I was saying, it's not just cut, it's like displayed and, and everything. But we were just, he was just explaining on the different cuts of meat, how the marble has to be. Uh, with the cuts are like the, uh, the porterhouse is a new york strip and it's also a filet on the left side. it's kind of it was intriguing
0: don't actually. you think we should have learned that years ago uh, it's just i don't know it's, a, it's a kind of amazing that's the beauty of this podcast it's a real learning experience it we, always
1: is we, you know behind <laughs> us we can hear something sizzling in pans, what are they? What are they cooking back there, Paul?
3: Well, we have Chef Ben uh, back there uh, preparing some food for the uh, a future segment here uh, later Ooh. today. So okay. uh, wait, we can't wait till he reveals what he's got
0: going. But I think you're going to love it. We knew if we came here, we would eat well. Now, normally, we're at Twenty Third and Vine on East Carson Street, on the south side. Yep. Your new neighborhood, relatively. Two blocks
2: new. away from the place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, near the Birmingham Bridge, and uh, Bob Bizzelli and his partner Lou that own that. I told Bob, you got to come here. Bob's from Bloomfield, a Pittsburgh native. He's never been at the Market District, Robinson. He walked in; it was like a kid in a candy store. Uh-huh. He goes, "Oh my God!" <laughs> he had no idea that it was uh, this big and this amazing. Well, so, well,
2: they have all the. The thing is, they have items you can't really get anywhere else, and uh, really, it's rare. And uh, my favorite item uh, is that we're out of them, and we were looking for them. They have cotton candy. Uh, grapes, And i mentioned this once before. They taste like cotton candy. Their grapes taste like cotton I-, I couldn't believe it. And they're out of them here. And it's seasonal. But uh, they have them here. It's not like you can get them in well, you know, many like, places. You'll so. have to come back. I am going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. In the,
1: the meantime, I mean, you might all- just have to b- do, make do with cotton candy. Yeah. Well, well so the point is that there's,
0: there's unique items out here you can't get anywhere else. It's kind of cool. So, Paul, you have such detail. And what I really appreciate, and I know a lot of people do, is your willingness and you've demonstrated that with sourcing local as much as you can and I think that's really important to people
3: yeah absolutely and uh, really we're all about passion for food and every time you'll talk to me about this you're going to hear me say the same thing and it should come across in everything we do how we source products every ingredient and we really are super committed to buying as much as we can from our local uh, local businesses and people that operate inside of our local food shed it's just good for the business it's good for the environment it's good for the local economy. And we uh, think it's good
0: all the way around. That's a win-win-win. <laughs> I would agree, and that's why the gentleman to Jim's right is Jonathan Vlasic. He is the mastermind behind the mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. restaurant, Alla Familia. It's on the mountain. It's on the it,
4: mountain. On the mountain, and you've also you have two restaurants, correct? We do. We have uh, Alla Familia, which I've been the proud owner for uh, 17 years um, on the hilltop of Pittsburgh South Side. And we have Ristorante Arlecchino, uh which is about seven miles south of the south hills village um right off of uh route 19 and we've been there for 11 years and you recently expanded there we recently did uh due to popular demand and uh everybody knows that i'm always uh you know always wanting to improve my my restaurants and and you know stay relevant and be on the edge here so we did we did a really nice uh, size expansion that um we're really happy with and it seems like the customers are too you know sincerely the funny thing is if anyone asked me jimmy what's the best italian
2: restaurant in the city i swear to god right hand to god elephant (laughs) is my favorite it is that is one of i've eaten all over the world i've heard that a lot it feels so good
4: and i really appreciate it and you know what Pittsburghers have just really been just um, so good to me and so good to us. And when I say us, I mean my whole entire family at the restaurant, my staff. Um, I, all of the customers are by far, the, we, we just have the best clientele. And uh, what a great place to be in than, um, you know, in Allentown in Pittsburgh. And um, we've never looked back and we're very happy. Well, one of the things that the connection with Market District
0: is you started to sell retail your sauces. That was the first. How, how long has that been now?
4: I'm trying to think. I think I rolled off my first prototype maybe about 11 years ago. Uh, it just started where we just wanted to sell it through the restaurant and mm-hmm. kind of gave me, a, I'm always looking for projects, always looking for things to do. So uh, we started with the marinara and the vodka, and that was two labels ago. So we're actually on our third label. So we've always tried to, you know, refine the packaging and make it look really Is nice. The Diablo. Yeah. Uh, well, then the Diablo and the Bolognese came out like maybe three or four years okay. ago. So we had the Marinara, the Vodka. Now we have the Diablo and the Bolognese, which are just two phenomenals. And interesting story about the Bolognese. And I've been to Italy a couple times, and I always try to you know it's good research and right. then, you know try to get some new ideas. But I just like carbonara's, Bolognese. I ate through so many different Bolognese all through Italy. This little place in Ombria had the best boulognees and got through the uh, communication barrier and got the recipe out of the guy. And it's uh, veal, pork, beef and lamb, sage and thyme, no, no garlic, celery, onions, carrots, typical mirepaw, white wine from the region. Mm. It is, it's fresh-farm milk. It's, it's perfect. Oh, it's the way it's supposed to be. Your last name's Vlasic. That's the pickle people. It's a pickle people. <laughs> I'm not heir to the pickle fortune, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> I, I, that's why you answered the question. I was going to ask you. I would like, be in the Caymans. you're yes, not being. Yeah. We're the, like the marinara sauce? I, I, I thought that was maybe like your grandmother's recipe or something. It or, is or it's the first one. My,
4: um, my mom's a Brizzi's, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, my, um, my mom's uh, family's from Italy, and I probably grew up more Beaver County Italian. Um, What's your mom's name? You know, L- that's. A, I thought that L- was the area. Burzese. No, Eleanor Burzese, uh from Ambridge. I grew up in Ambridge, and uh, my grandfather, her her dad, uh, picked this little house up on the hill that faces the south. Big canning, big gardens, the whole nine. My grandmother never made a box cake. Never made. Uh, never <laughs> never opened up a can of Duncan Hines icing would make everything from scratch. Even when she would make pasta, she would roll it out with a rolling pin and then roll it up and then slice it by hand. And my grandfather would say, it's not thin enough. He wanted it super, super thin. Hmm. Um, like tan. Like, Yeah, exactly. But I got to tell you, um, and that's probably, I mean, I'm a, I'm a formerly trained chef. I've worked under some really impressive guys over my career. Okay, But I definitely take the Italian forte. because of my mom's family. And, like I said, and,
0: and how did Paul discover you or vice versa?
3: So I actually—it's hard for me to remember the very beginning, uh, Jonathan. But yeah. um, we had um, we had had several folks from our company that had, had actually gone to the restaurant uh, years ago and had an amazing experience. And if you have not been there, you have to go. It is when I say yes, experience, mm-hmm. it is an experience. Yeah. It's, it, the food is fantastic, but everything about it—the service, the environment—and uh, we started to have people talk about it within our own company. Like, oh, you have to go to Owl Familia, You got to go see it. And uh, you it's just from that, it starts to learn that he's already doing the jarred pasta sauce, and eventually we we're able to get it onto the, onto the shelves. And um, over that journey, uh, we really try to be good, uh, not just putting stuff on the, on the shelf to sell, but really good partners with our local suppliers. Mm-hmm. So we'll have discussions with them to say, right, how do we actually work together to really make this successful uh, and help them come along? And uh, we've had a really good year with Ala Familia in our stores uh, mm-hmm. with the pasta sauce and the oil. And uh, it's just been a great partnership from our perspective. And our customers love to be able to buy this um, when it's, you know, it's an ordinary Tuesday night. And you're not you don't want to run out to, to dinner, but you want to make that great quality at home. And they know they can come here and find find his products.
0: More than once. I've got the text. Stop by market. Just <laughs> near my house. Get the vodka sauce. Alla <laughs> yeah. vodica vodica size, yeah. is that in, in Italian, that's all in the family, right?
4: The, the full name of the resident Cintani Alla Familia which okay. means 100 years to the family. Okay. So. Jindan, like you, a salute like to, to like Jindan. 100 years. Okay. May we all live up to be 100 years. Yeah. Did you? I
1: like the idea that you... I mean, I love the restaurant. I've been there, and it is phenomenal, as, as Paul said. It, I, if you haven't been, you've just got to go. It is an experience. But for someone like me, who doesn't do much cooking... Yeah. And, you know, I learned how to make the Italian sauce, too. To go to the grocery store to go to market district and be able to pick that up off the shelf, those sure. sauces, and just sure. pour it over my pasta. How lucky are we to be able to do that.
4: You know, I gotta tell you when we talked about it before the show was um, you know, just so much work. We, we me and my and, and and Chef Mark who's been with me for 17 years, we put so much work into making sure that there was consistency between the product and the jar and the technique that we use to make it, that we, as what we do in the restaurant. And I think- um, it, it would do you probably no not, good if it wasn't that I, quality. I agree with that. And it's, it's, it's eerily extremely similar. I mean, it's just, um, there's only just a couple things that are just off that just doesn't work in the production world. But we had to fight really hard to only get it down to like these two things, instead of it being like 10, 10 items, okay. you know? yeah, yeah. And it does, it, it tastes like the restaurant. It one really, the, literally does. You know what, one
2: of the few. There's only a yeah. couple that can transfer yeah. to the jar. Sure and that like is, the, that's why I use it, I think most of us do, because it, it is.
4: Like the Diablo sauce. Like okay. the Diablo sauce has clam juice in it in the restaurant. You know what I mean, to give it a little bit more of that seafood flavor. Well, obviously, we can't do clam juice because of the allergy thing. Okay. So we use a vegetable stock that kind of gives it a little bit of that little something extra. I, you know, so we had to put our chemistry hat on, you know, to yeah, try to make it, it work. So uh, we worked through it, and it did. But um, it's just little things like that. But we we put a lot of work into it, and there's a lot of pride in that jar. And And I'm glad everybody likes it. You look like,
0: for those listening on the podcast— which I guess you're listening. That would be sure. redundant. A lot of people yeah. listen. <laughs> but look at him. He works out. I could tell where, because I know in the restaurant business, it's all in all the time. Never trust a skinny chef. Find, look at, like, well, me. Look at Jonathan. You, we are like, and Jonathan, yeah, look I'm like. Yeah, you like
2: twins? Right. It's like, yeah.
0: where do right, you find? So let so me tell you, you that, Jonathan. Come You'll on, love man. this out. You so don't go to gym. You're making gym, the apparently. rest of us look bad.
4: I graduated high school at 300 pounds. What? Uh, no I was 300 way. pounds in high school. I was a big guy. Played football. Okay. I was a lineman. I was okay. so athletic I won it. Well, I was pretty big. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. I mean, how much muscle can you have by the time you're 18? Yeah, right? kid. Yeah. By the time I was 21, I was 200 pounds. So I did. Wow. I, I kind of made a little bit, but. I love to cook. I right. love to eat. I love to eat. God, do I love to eat? You know, and it's a good thing. I though. love to eat. What's the best thing than sitting down? It's so and I cool. like the whole thing. I like the martini with the appetizers and the red wine. With yeah, but the you're, working, yeah, you're <laughs> working
1: out too, though. So you're working yeah, on yeah, all I, I do that. do work Italian. out a lot. It's balanced. Yeah. What's balance. your go to?
0: Because you know? we were with Rick Seaback uh, last week at Clavon's. In the Strip District, the okay. ice cream parlor that dates back now 100 years. Oh, that's yeah. awesome Speaking place. of Chindad. I know. And he lost 120 pounds, Jonathan. That's, cool. that's a hard, great. It's hard to do, man. We yeah. got to get him up to the yeah. restaurant. Maybe we could tag yeah. along with him. Absolutely. Jim, Sheila. We're it's in. called Let's cheat day, it. right? It's called <laughs> cheat
4: day. You have to you have that cheat day, man. But you don't skip late, for don't me skip every day, day but is a cheat day. day. I, see,
0: I do six days cheat day, one day workout. That's That's like, I got to switch it back to workout. Yeah, yeah no, you're, you're on Jim the and I, show. can you imagine Jimmy and I, Donnie Iris, and oh. Bruno San Martino in Italy? Yeah. We went there how cool About five that? years ago with the champ. But that was awesome. what we loved was when it came time to eat, Paul knows this because he's passionate, man, with food. They take their time. You get, Oh, yeah. yeah just you just don't feel like you're rushed and and to your point to me it's one of the greatest joys of life is to share a meal i'm a, I'm a red wine guy
4: but pick what you want but that whole
0: experience i think you've
4: captured that with your restaurants it's 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 a big uh we have there's a lot of dialogue and conversation with my staff to to maintain that and and i agree with you i always say that like you know going on vacation makes your year well going out to dinner makes your week yeah. So it's That's our little voice. slice of paradise that we have on a week. And we should all probably, and, and it is, it's, it's, it's relationships, it's conversation, it's relaxation, and you shouldn't be in a hurry. And, um, we make sure that we give enough time for our customers because they, they really don't want to leave. That's what they're doing mm-hmm. that night, you know? So
1: what sets alla Familia apart? I mean, we have a lot of great Italian restaurants in this city. Absolutely. But what vision did you have for the restaurant and, well, and how you has know, it come to be?
4: It's definitely quality based and we've never we've never we've never cut corners over the past seventeen years. Um, um, I can't say that our recipes are completely simple. I guess they kind of feel simple to us, you know, because some people say that sometimes some of the more simple food and if you go to Italy, usually most of the times it's simple, but it I gotta is. tell you I've been to michelin rated stars in, in Italy right. that are absolutely nothing the furthest thing from simple, but absolutely amazing as well. Right. Um, but it, it's definitely quality driven, it's classical technique driven as far as the way that we handle the foods, keeping it fresh. And, um, you know, we've never lost identity on who we are over the past 17 years. Um, you know, one of my customers said, too, and we've gone through different expansions. I mean, when I bought all the Familia, I did have money. I mean, it was eight tables.
5: Yeah, I remember. Um, it was I remember. very tiny.
4: I remember. We're and we're I mean, there. those years were great years, and, 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 and I'll be honest with you, the only reason we kept expanding was because people just wanted to come there. You know, it's like when you try to tell one of your good customers, you say, well, you don't understand. I have people coming from out of town. Right. We have to come to all the fields. I, I don't have any room. I have nowhere to put They ask, you.
0: Where do, like, to Jimmy's point, where can we go? Right. And There's, I know uh, that I do some work with the Steelers. I know that some sure. of the visiting teams, yeah. they're asked, where can I go to get a great yeah. Italian meal? And they send them up to your place where it's out of the So
4: the expansions are just really a solution to having the ability to accommodate my yeah. customers. Yeah. And, and that was the only driving factor in the expansions. And like I said, I've had a customer that said, You're the only guy who can expand a restaurant and make it better.
2: You, you know, no, it's interesting, Larry, you were saying the quality, and the interesting thing is okay, I go. Well, I usually get the veal parm or the pastas and stuff, but oh. one time I go off the, off the, I get a steak. It is one of the most unique mm-hmm. it's a great steak because we were talking about steak yeah. bowl. that's right and it's just it's, it's it's is it lava it's like a char type is that was it lava or it's always summer? USC. see
4: well right now we're using well, allen was, brothers which okay. is a you know good steak manufacturer you know uh dry age very tight spec on it nice tight trims on it always center cut prime um, the we have dry wet-age. Oh, I wet it's the that grill. We, <laughs> that was it. John. We do use grill. a lava rock grill. It's not a. Um, it's interesting. Uh, what are the other ones called? Like the other uh, ones with just the metal plates under yeah. it. And we were talking about another place that we went to, like where you, you could you know cook on hardwood. But the lava rocks do make a difference in different. I mean, it's, that prime, I, I, I know I, I hate using the word fat, but it's delicious. Yes, the, the beef fat we when it's charred with knows. the lava rock grill is it's dynamite. <laughs> I mean, a, Paul, knows some good sea salt too. We use a good Murray River pink sea salt from the Murray River, which is a, a, a saltwater river in Australia. My opinion, it's my favorite salt to put on that steak, uh-huh. and we, we do. We uh, and you gotta hit it pretty hard, it's, you gotta it's put a mem- nice salt crust on I it. I'm excited. Yeah. You can't when you talk about yeah, the, problem the restaurant,
1: with the food. Jonathan and Paul, is that they don't
4: show any passion about what they <laughs> yeah. do. Well, before. We like what we do. I like what I do. I've been doing it my whole life. I How- so washing dishes at 12 years old. Wow. So. How has old. being
0: in Market District, Giant Eagle, expanded people's just knowledge of your restaurants,
4: too? The thing, you know, once again, it comes on to customer service. Our customers love the fact that they can buy our sauce in Giant Eagle and market district there's no doubt about it mm-hmm. um the partnership with paul and the in the organization has been fantastic um and we really enjoy being here and i love the fact that they uh, support us being local um the way that we are and it's been well before been
0: before you go show us that gift pack that you oh, can sure. buy online too yep yeah, so this to is send. A, um, That's
4: cool. look at shipped, this guys we, we ship this all over um, like I was telling these guys, UPS guys are like, "What's all these purple boxes?" That's a What's box for framing. And um, it's beautiful, that beautifully is. packaged, absolutely yes. stunning. So we, we, you can go on allfamiliarbrand.com and you can. Uh, and this is a little bit of a information uh, point of sale on the back that gives a description of all the sauces, and it has our gift. full portfolio. It has the marinara sauce, the bolognese, the vodka, and the diavolo with the hot chili oil that everybody that comes to the restaurant knows so well. And it has a little pour spout for the oil that's in there as well. And uh, we've had a lot of success with these. These are literally have gone to every state in the country. And um, good for you. It, yeah, that's beautiful. So many
2: Pittsburghers transplanted. I got to buy one no, slice I of have, home, right?
4: Well, and people, Pittsburghers have a lot of pride. People yeah. want to show off Pittsburgh right. to other people in the country, that's right. right? They true. love it, you know? Paul, you found that to
0: be true, right? When people come from anywhere, they want to take a piece of Pittsburgh.
3: Absolutely. And uh, there's just this this culture here right that it, it, it's infectious whether you're from here or when you come here and visit you, it's, it's hard not to see and um know, the other thing i do want to comment on because i don't want to lose the the point um uh, mm-hmm. what jonathan talked about you can hear the passion one of the things and i think we try to exhibit out here at market district is that it's the stuff that you can't see as the consumer that really makes the difference right so you can go look at something you can eat something, but it's the stuff you can't see. It's what the chef is doing, the passion, the heart, the care of what you chose. Every ingredient is selected. that comes out there, mm-hmm. and that's what you can't see. It might look like a plate of pasta that's fantastic, but it's all, all right. the subtle details that you, you listen to Jonathan sure. talk about. Every single ingredient is thoughtfully selected, and you think about how that comes sure. together. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that makes the big difference between a good pasta and a just remarkable pasta right. as an example. Sure. Well, so, we can't
0: thank you enough for coming well, out thanks today. Thanks for having yeah. me. Market District Robinson, Paul Abbott. we got more to do with Chef Ben right behind <laughs> us. Uh, continued success, Jonathan. I appreciate it, it, guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you it. You can also go online and see Jonathan's workout videos.
4: No, you can't. <laughs> Not true. No.
0: <laughs> Jonathan Vlasic. Let's hear it for all of Thank you, Thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone. Chin Larry Richard, Unfiltered, Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. And uh, episode 19, more to come. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. We're at Market District Robinson with the mastermind behind it for Giant Eagle, Paul Abbott, who's actually in this moment about to jump on an airplane and go to the Fancy Food Show in Vegas. This is a big deal, right?
3: That's exactly right. Uh, The Specialty Food Association puts on the Fancy Food Show twice a year, and it's where really the the – the buyers and, and uh, food artisans come from around the world and exhibit, and uh, we go there to look for trends, inspiration, new suppliers, and uh, that we can help bring back to our stores and make that available to our customers how, to just how, further create that experience. How much weight do you gain over the weekend? <laughs> You're it, where you bit? It's usually a pound a day.
0: <laughs> You're going to need uh, Jonathan Vlasic's workout videos <laughs> yeah, from uh, Ala <laughs> And we are with Ben. Hey, ben. He is the hey, chef, baby. Ben D'Amico. and. We got the chance to work with you last time. It went so well for us that yeah. we wanted to come back and visit for well, you. Thanks for having me
1: back. Let's be honest here. We just wanted some more food, <laughs> not, and not just any food. We wanted it, gourmet food. This is like a work what of a art you brought us here that's today. that's in front of us. And so, sh-
0: chef, how many years have you been?
5: I've been. It'll almost be 14 years coming up in March. And
0: I, I think passion. We talk about passion. Valentine's Day, love people have a passion for food and food shows the passion you might have for somebody else
5: absolutely food is a great way to show someone you love them and what if you're not going to go out to a restaurant why not cook for somebody you love or your family for valentine's day so here i have a take on uh, surf and turf so turf and turf is usually steak and lobster mm-hmm. well i kind of changed it up a little bit because somebody once told me you know sometimes braising beef there's nothing better it's like Tender as a mother's love, so if you can't have a nice steak, you might as well braise some excellent beef. So we have some beef short ribs that I braised in some wine uh, and some spices and some onion, and we paired it with some colossal shrimp. These are just one step below a lobster tail, and we have some really nice scallops there as well for our surf and turf uh, kind of combination.
0: You say that as a lobster is looking at me over there. Yes, the we have some he's he's giving, make, giving he's me the evil eye, Jim, you, Larry. Yeah, so you have the. Braised beef short ribs and seared shrimp and scallops, garnished with grilled asparagus with roasted tomatoes, roasted smashed baby potatoes, roasted oyster mushrooms. All this stuff. All this stuff I
5: I bought from the store. Yeah, and I just cooked it. I cooked it here. And and to top it off, I have a chimichurri sauce, which is a South American herb. A little bit. It's got some spice to it. It's got cilantro, parsley, oil, and a little bit of red Mm. vinegar. Um, And kind of just drizzle that all over top. So it's yeah yeah it actually goes over anything that's the nice thing about that sauce is you know you don't have to need your steak sauce or your demi or (laughs) your ketchup you kind of just pour that over everything on the table paul and i we we like sauce sauce it's funny we're we're talking about the beef
2: slow cooked meat meat and meat on quicker grilled steaks but this is a slow cooked one how long does it
5: take to make this one took about six hours to to braise and and braising is just a little bit of liquid you sear off the meat you add a little bit of liquid and you cover it cook it in the oven
2: oh so you don't have to tend to it a lot or no you... you really kind of let
5: it go oh, really? you just Slowly let it, go. it go. low and bad. slow and okay. and then just char it up right before you're about to serve it and uh it should kind of fall off the bone aside
1: huh. from how long it took
5: to to braise the the meat and and cook it
1: the rest of it how complicated is it i'm asking as someone who
5: i'm a very may... simple cook okay. i'm a very simple chef i like the flavors to speak for themselves so really the potatoes uh the asparagus it's salt and pepper and a little bit of oil, and then I toss a little chimichurri over it. Same with the mushrooms. So you really don't need to get extravagant. Most of this stuff is just cooked in a pan uh, or in the oven. And honestly, that's the way I prepare things at home because, like everybody else, there's not a lot of time in the day to to do a lot of extravagant foods. Yeah. But that doesn't mean for Valentine's Day you still can't do ex- like really great tasting food that's very simple to prepare.
0: So when somebody asks you, Chef, they say, you know, I, I really don't have an extensive background in cooking at home, where can you send them to learn to do maybe some things that try some experiments of their own?
5: So that's the Internet's a great place to start. It's come so far in terms of free cooking and, and videos and, and uh, just knowledge that's out there. That's that's my first go-to. We, we do have a cooking school here at Robinson um, that people can sign up and do some personal classes and things. So that's an advantage to take care of if you want to come to Market District and learn, get a hands-on experience with, with Chef Janice. Um, but, you know, a lot of cooking... It's really, it's, you said passion earlier, and it's kind of like you got to love it or you don't. Some, some people just hate to cook, and that's where I'd say go to a restaurant. You, you know, if you're going to try <laughs> something for Valentine's Day, maybe not screw it up. Right. Um, but, I don't know, try, try some small things in your house, and sometimes you get your wins and your losses. It's really, it's going to be an experiment. <laughs> I like looking at that I'm way. I'm telling you what, loss. though, if
1: this appeared on Valentine's Day in front of me... I would be in love forever with whoever presented it in front of me. I'm going to
0: share something since this is unfiltered that I've never shared publicly before. Uh-oh. My wife says to me, now she's the cook right. at home, and she's very good. She said, you know what? She has suggested to me, you know what would be really romantic? I'm like, what? She goes, if you would prepare dinner for me, us, just the two of us, That's cool. barefoot, barefoot, Ooh. I don't know what the barefoot part was, but maybe like an Italian village vibe,
1: <laughs> I guess. And so what? What? But she wants it? the rest of your clothes on, apparently. Yeah, yeah. The, well, that's kind of a that's,
0: <laughs> that's the downside. But so, <laughs> Chef Ben, what would you suggest would be something that would be capable for someone who doesn't typically cook to do that would be a little bigger than mac and cheese or hot
5: dogs. Uh, not there's anything wrong with mac and cheese and hot dogs, to be honest with you. Um, I, I I'd say you know, it's it's odd because pork generally tend people it's easy to cook, but people overcook it. So I'd say don't go down the pork route. Chicken's the same way as chicken's very versatile, but people end up only buying chicken breasts and they overcook it. Especially so, those are two I'd say are most, the most common ingredients. I'd almost say you start with a beef, um, and if you could do a pot roast where you could just find a recipe and like kind of put it in the oven, it's very hard to mess up. So something How like this. this? Would,
2: it, would this be easy for This would for be a little
5: more like step two, just okay. straight pe- beef pot roast, where you buy like a roast without a bone in it, or, or already cut up into pieces, put it in a pot, and kind of let it go. That would <laughs> be honestly how, how many hours? Uh, four to five. Okay. Uh, it depends on the, the, how, how much you're making. This is enough for you know four or six people. Right. Or oh my gosh, day. yes. Um, you do that. But that's almost, I'd say, start with stews. Those are very kind of old school can't Europe. Can't screw it kinda. up. Yeah, you can't screw it up, and that's kind of where cooking kind of generated. I'd, I'd tell you to go with a steak or seafood, but if you haven't done anything, I'd hate for you to like you know tricky. sleep on the couch that night. Yeah, <laughs> so. it's a
0: little, just a little timing to. Yeah, it. A good, good bit advice, of chef, <laughs> chef Ben. Paul, when did you decide that displaying of cooking was going to be such a big part of what you do at Market District?
3: Well, I think from the very beginning that it, it's really rooted in the question you asked. We understand that not everybody is a chef and can do the stuff at home, so really we wanted to be the the place that regardless of where you are in the food spectrum, we would be the place that we could elevate your experience. And if you want to just walk in and get something that's already prepared, we have a wonderful gourmet program. Chef Ben has developed most and many of the recipes in, by the way, where um, they could just grab it and go and heat it up. Or we can go all the way to the extreme of, of private cooking classes with, with our cooking school here at Robinson. And we can actually teach you in, over a series of, of weeks or classes. But it's only really around this interaction. And at these points where we both display merchandise in a way that feels special, it's the people that really make the difference. And you can, you can talk to the meat cutters. You can talk to the fishmongers. You can talk to the produce clerks. You can really help navigate through that. And that's really at the center of, of what we want to do. We just want to make your food experience better than what it is today. And hopefully that makes, you know, in a way enriches your,
1: your everyday life. I have to admit something, too, because you did as well. I, I, have, I know I'm not the only one that does this, but I have bought some things from Giant Eagle and taken them to parties and passed them off as my own.
0: Oh, good move. <laughs> I mean, That's I'm a good I'm not move. the only one that does that, right? No. You the
1: problem tell. is when people no. say, that tastes delicious, how did you make it? <laughs> Oh, ancient family secret. Can't, can't give it up. <laughs> thinking, no. Can't give it up. But, I mean, yeah, everybody does that, right? I've done you it. You just hope no one asks you that. I did. I, I brought, I I brought
2: mean, it up. It was like one of the potato salads here, and I had it in another, con- just put it in a big container. And I brought it, and he said, Jimmy made the potato. Jimmy, how did you do I'm like, eh, you know, it's nothing.
1: It was easy. I whipped little, it together
0: real
2: quick today. Yeah, a little something I whipped something
0: up. something I can do. <laughs> so, do you have time to watch other people's, I mean... The food shows, the cooking shows, the sh- other chefs, I mean, that's...
5: Yeah, I, I have a two-year-old, so it doesn't give me a lot of time in the uh, day. But yes, I. I that's how you, you learn, is there's so much to learn about food, you can never learn at all. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of entertaining and just the blogs and... Who's your and, favorite? Oh, you, you know what? My, my favorite show is probably The, uh, the Kitchen on Food Network, just because that's what my wife and I end up watching. Um, and... I don't. Know, I actually end up watching a lot of Reed Drummond. I'm not really like a big re Drummond fan, but my wife likes it, so it's just on. So those are the two that I, I kind of catch up on. But I don't know. I, I just, you know, you go through uh, Facebook or something and you right. just kind of scroll through some of those. It catches your eye. Is it interesting? You watch for five minutes and you learn something and just put it in your pocket for later.
0: Jim, do you watch any food shows, cooking shows?
2: No. I, I used to watch uh, uh, The Kitchen and, and you, know, if you, you know a little bit. Not not big on it. Not big on it.
0: Sheila.
3: No. So I watch, I do watch cooking shows because I love food. One that, this is old, going back in the early Food Network days, but Emeril Lagasse, to me, early on, was such a a dynamic personality that, like, it it made watching a cooking show truly fun. And then after that, that that whole that whole thing has exploded. So now, whatever's on, I'll watch. Ar- Iron um, Chef was pretty cool. Iron Chef is awesome. Uh, the, original Brown, Chef the original Iron was Chef was my, yeah, right? that was right. my favorite. So I
2: did watch it before. That was I would, scary.
0: I would, get, I would get too hungry. <laughs> watching, I watch these. I was gaining weight. I, <laughs> I didn't want to be terrified by the show I was watching. And Iron Chef was a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure in, in food. But I will say, somebody told me about the actor Stanley Tucci. Oh yes and he does a regional italian now he's italian both sides of his family he does a series where he'll go to uh the amalfi coast okay and he discovers the food of the locals with the locals showing him so it's a little different kind kind of like bourdain used to do sort of yeah Yeah, and in the region and he also uh talks about the wines and the history of the food, which I thought was fascinating mm-hmm. because it does give you a greater appreciation and understanding of where the stuff came from. And a lot of times it was like, how do we feed ourselves with what we have in the region?
5: Absolutely. People want to know where their food comes from nowadays. They want to know the source, where it's grown, is it local, what are the attributes? Um, that's, that's a very big growing trend. So it's telling stories like that, uh, whether it's a little you know, Italian seaside village or... Right you know, a commercial farm in Ohio, they, they kind of want to know. So that's something that Market District's trying harder to do now is, is tell the story because more people are being informed and educated because of TV or the Internet, and we're trying to do our part to kind of make that come full circle.
0: Well, I think what we should do is take a brief break and mm-hmm. sample some of Chef Ben's stuff, and then we'll come back and talk about how do you cap off a great dinner with desserts. You, you, you know a guy or gal, right? can uh, I, dessert? I know a couple people, yeah. Okay. <laughs> also, if,
5: if the nice thing is if dinner goes really bad, right. dessert's going to save you.
0: <laughs> yes, we do have Yinzer uh, chocolate bars, too. And uh, we want to thank Paul Abbott, Paul Abbott, Dick Roberts, our producer and partner in the Yinzer cards. And, Paul, we can't thank you enough because it was right here in this spot uh-huh. where we're doing our podcast at Market District Robinson where we sold our first cards, and you believed in us.
3: And still do, Larry. Appreciate well, thank it. you. I think we, <laughs> we
0: hit the 60,000-card mark. That's So awesome. We couldn't have done it without Paul Abbott. So dessert is next. Larry Richard on filter, Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. Episode 19 from Market District Robinson. Larry Richard, unfiltered, Jim Cren, Sheila Highland. What a time we're having at the Market District. Robinson, the mastermind behind that whole concept with his team is Paul Abbott. Paul, again, we can't thank you enough, and we still have dessert yet to go. So. Absolutely,
3: you save the best for last, uh, some people say, so we'll see if that's
5: our whole tree here, but I expect
0: to it. Short ribs, braised, Chef Ben D'Amico, a smash hit here. We had people just lined up to try it literally <laughs> fell off the bone that was amazing so thank you
5: excellent so now that you had dinner you had valentine's day dinner you got to cap it off with dessert and if you're going to get a yinzer card you might as well get some flowers and if you're getting some flowers you might as well get some chocolate gotta go. right
0: <laughs> before we go to the chocolate make it official with our Yenzer cards available at giant eagle <laughs> and market districts jimmy in his best pittsburghese can you, would you do us the honor to read Thank one?
2: You Lawrence. Yeah, I, I, I remember sitting up in my condo in Southside, and I wrote this one. This yes. Is, this is very apropos of Southside. It says, being with you, my <laughs> love, I can't hide. <laughs> <laughs> like when I find parking on the side
0: side. <laughs> That's very emotional. That's parking. That is emotional. It is emotional. I, I, Absolutely. Cry, right? Absolutely.
1: No, and, and if you're getting that card from your loved one, yes. what are you to think about From, from that. the heart.
2: You, I would, wouldn't you say, my God, I, I've been to Southside. I can't mind parking. <laughs> I mean, I'm, that, I'm up there. I'm up I there must really love space. you. They must really love me. Exactly. Thank you,
0: Jim. I'm, I'm feeling a little Emotional. misty myself. right when I wrote that. Rob Jim, did do a you, great job.
3: Do you have a parking chair that you like to I use? Do, just, I what, do. What's, I what's the start? style of yes. your parking
0: chair? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually Rob Rogers, our artist. One of the original concepts was the parking chair on top of the house for our Christmas card, waiting for Santa. <laughs> yep. Save the space, that right. Was, right? That yep. was one of our first that cards, so. You know, uh,
2: then if you're real
0: big time on the South Side, you got your own orange
2: cone. <laughs> you see that? Yeah. Wow, you got your own orange cone.
0: <laughs> that is right, that's on a whole that's different time, level.
2: Like I got, I'm big
0: time. All right, so, <laughs> Chef, you, you mentioned chocolate. Why is it, do you think, that chocolate is so universally loved?
5: You've had chocolate, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I this think chocolate rejecting. speaks for itself, there, Larry. <laughs> every hour. Uh, <laughs> um, it's it's one of those. It's 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 sensual. It's it's you know Ooh, it's it's, it's melty. It's just it's rich. I think it's something people always associate with a treat, you know. So it has all those kind of aphrodisiac like qualities to it, even though most people eat chocolate every day or every other day. Um, but for Valentine's Day, it's it's just that one little. It's that cherry on top, if you will, um, that just makes it. Ties everything together. And, and
2: the funny thing is, like when you go to like a high-end restaurant, or whatever and resorts, and every uh, dessert menu, interestingly, has cheese That's as right. a dessert. And you know, I don't know why. It, it grew up in Pittsburgh. I don't think it's you know yeah. cheese. Yeah, for, is that an Italian thing? But actually, cheese.
3: I think it's a, I think it's an old-world uh, European thing where some of these really ancient uh, places make great cheese. It's 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 was uh, part of a very formal dinner to finish with cheese and and nuts uh, very commonly. It works, right? Very often the term soup to nuts actually is referencing that sort of beginning to the end of a very long formal meal. That uh, makes so much
0: sense. I never thought of (laughs) it that (laughs) way all these years. I never knew that.
3: Thank you, Paul. So here we are. We have uh, some cheese with nuts for that final course. And it works.
1: And you know, Chef was talking about... Saving the you know the best for last, having the dessert afterward, but I'm here to tell you the chocolate can also be a great beginner and a great aphrodisiac since we are talking about Valentine's Day. You don't necessarily need to save it for the end.
0: Uh, wow, well, well, after the insert card, some chocolate.
1: Yeah, and then, then you and have then dessert. go to the main meal. Have dessert first <laughs> but and then
0: Paul's capped it off with something special.
3: Yeah, so we, what, what we port? did was we wanted to take this idea of taking chocolate and then pairing this cheese, which is, as you mentioned, a little unexpected uh, for most folks. And how can we showcase that? And, of course, if you haven't stepped over there yet, amazing world of cheese that we carry here in our store, and this is just a great way to highlight it in a different way. We're used to doing it at the front of the meal, perhaps, or as a snack. So the wine that we selected today to pair with that is to have a dessert wine. We chose a Tawny port from Portugal which is um, it's, a, it's a blend of red grapes that's put into oak barrels, very much like other wines, but it's left in those oak barrels with the intention of getting it slightly oxidized, and then it's fortified with a, a neutral brandy spirit. And it's put in before the full fermentation, which relieves some residual sugar. So that high alcohol being addition stops the fermentation and leaves some residual sugar. So you get this hint of... Increased alcohol, which will give you the body, which stands up really well against the fat in desserts, like, like cheeses and, and other things. And then you'll have that, uh, that really nice oxidation. So you actually see the color, which our listeners unfortunately can't yeah. see. Mm-hmm. It's red garnet, but it starts to have like a brick brownish tone tint to it. That's coming yeah. from the oxidation. And wow. this classical pairing... Uh, with with Tawny Port will be with that blue cheese. So if you t- if you actually tried the blue cheese,
5: uh, that what cheese that's did a you Gorgonzola Dolce. So you said Italian. These are actually two Italian cheeses. That's Gorgonzola Dolce, uh, and it's paired with some candied walnuts and a little drizzle of uh, local Bedillion honey.
3: And that together is like a magical. Pairing and uh, we also put the nut with it because there's a nutty aspect of it from that oxidation that happens in the wine. So it really brings that, that marriage together. You get some acidity, you get some balance, you get some fruit, you get some so the savoriness from the cheese, and then you hit it with that nut. It's a perfect Paul, bite. Paul, I Superman. am
0: so impressed. It was like a science, you're like Bill Nye, the science guy, too. I didn't realize or you don't think about it necessarily as being that scientific, but there's a chemistry that pleases the palate that goes way beyond a combo of all these things.
1: There's something a little less scientific, but it's fun to do, and I think we should all try it right now. Take a sip of your wine and tell us what you taste in the wine. Oh, interesting.
0: Boy, is that good. You really have to think about
1: what you're tasting. I'm almost tasting this is going to sound odd. besides, Besides cherries, I almost taste like Soy sauce,
4: really? But okay. in a good
1: way. Yeah. Like so what do, you, what, do you, what do you what do you taste? Grape. Grape. Well, <laughs> there's a I'll reason it for that. to Jimmy. tasting at its right, best. You have a hell of a palate, Jim.
0: That's funny, Ben. Oh my God. I uh, just
2: like caramel. They just like it's they just caramel. It's Yeah. Oh, okay but mostly grape. What about you, Larry? Jimmy, what, what, I'm you making know. that up because yeah. of the grape wine. So. What you Sh- taste Sheila, you went through this whole big build-up. Jimmy, all I got. <laughs> what do you taste as you squish it on me. your palate? That's why I'm a sommelier. I, I, grapes. Taste. <laughs> I, taste, I taste grapes. <laughs>
0: yes, I'm a sommelier. I get it at the table. He's <laughs> <we taste> grapey. <laughs> what is a sommelier?
5: He's the uh, guy that s- tastes A certified grape. wine. Um, grape uh Picker, chooser. Yes, specialist. They're wine
1: experts and it takes... White the feet to become a certified right. sommelier.
0: But to your point, Paul, it is somebody, when people pair wines with meals, well, when would you choose the whites and the reds? Yeah, so that's uh, that all goes back to uh, what what
3: are you eating, of course, and then what it's, what's the preparation? And so what are the sauces, what are the things that go with it? And then you're really trying to just find the perfect balance. So you should always drink what you like. This shouldn't feel fancy. But when you want to get those magical pairings, right, the, the, the chocolate and peanut butter, there's just something about that, right? How do you do that with food and wine? You match the, the combination of the body, which is the weight and the mouthfeel, the, the oak or uh, oak influence or not in some cases, uh, the type of grape, of course, is, is hugely important to that and uh, age and all those other factors um, come out. And then you just try to take, you know, if you're looking for a perfect match, sometimes you look at complementary. Pairings, which are they're, they're similar in flavor profile. Sometimes you're looking for opposites to contrast. So it's sort of one or the other, depending on what experience you're, you're trying to get to. And um, and fortunately, we have uh, some ex- ex- absolutely amazing wine uh, folks in our organization that help us secure and, and uh, procure uh, wines, and we can help folks navigate through those decisions.
0: Yeah, it used to be in the old days with beer even. You had a few flavors like when we were kids, right? Yeah, we had red, white. That was it. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, and then for beer, it would be Iron yeah. City and the traditional, and you I know, the vodka. Right? Like how much has that changed the landscape for beer in this area alone? Just the micro brews.
3: Well, that's, it's it's exploded, right? So um, I, 30 years ago, craft beer was Sam Adams, right? And then, and then now it's really exploded into right. these, these micro breweries that are I don't even know how many Pittsburgh has now. It's into the dozens. And uh, you go there for their experience, the environment, but then also the expertise that you get there. And everybody has a slightly different flavor or twist to it, which is all part of the fun. But the amount of flavor profiles that you can have in beers is very much like like food. It's from one end of the spectrum to the other. It, it's amazing. Can you beer for dessert?
2: Yeah, yeah. Abso- yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, absolutely. there's
5: a lot of those, the, the, the more, more artisan beers, the micro brews that actually are paired to go with or dessert. Right. Where you used to have like ice wine was your only option for dessert or port. Right. Uh, it's, with beer, it's it's really expanded. A lot more fruity flavors, a lot of lighter things. Things are really good, a lot colder than room temperature. Um, right. So that's definitely been huh. right. more something people are trying. The
1: right. beer would be really good with the wine, too, and the, the caramel popcorn that's loaded with chocolate. Yeah, the, yeah that's
5: chocolate-covered cherry popcorn. Cherry popcorn. And for Valentine's Day, too, right in the middle, chocolate-covered strawberries, which we dip in-house with a Belgian Big chocolate. Big favorite. That, yeah, that, that goes. You I don't go care what you're yet. drinking. You add those two things. They go with anything. Yeah.
1: And the chocolate-covered Oreos, home run. that cannot be beat. Absolutely. We
0: have the dark chocolate-covered oh, yeah. popcorn in the Pittsburgh Pothole Filler from Saris. Yes,
5: it's awesome. <laughs> so Great combination. The other dessert is, again, another spin on a masca- uh, It's Italian cheese. It's mascarpone. And those are ladyfingers, paired with a little bit of strawberries. And there's a little bit of cardamom and honey in there. So it's kind of a play on uh, a tiramisu without the coffee and without the uh, huh. the infusion of the um, the alcohol. So it's more of like a kind of a, a dip.
0: What would a zabaglione? Is that an Italian dessert that's kind of a cheesy whipped up, like a whip?
3: That's yeah. That's more like a like a soft, fluffy kind of. Uh, Fancy whipped cream is probably yeah yeah fancy, that's it um, that brings in some of those elements. I guess you could say this is a, sort of a variant or take on that sort of concept. So, uh, but I love what Chef did here because it's taking something that, on the you know, the idea of exploded, exploded you know dessert items like exploded tiramisu. But then he's not done it exactly, but turned the base of mascarpone into something very different. But then you can just.
5: It's simple. It's a dip, right? right? And this is something we're all good at. I I think we... we,
0: Go ahead, Chef. We talked
5: about dinner and dinner being how... If I can't do it, this dessert is very simple. This is really no cooking involved. It's stirring and plating and understanding those combinations. Mm -hmm. And and it's really very easy. So if you're not really good on the the dinner side of things, dessert's where you can save yourself.
0: So I grew up a meat and potatoes guy. I married into an Italian-American family. So I discovered all these foods that I frankly didn't know existed <laughs> yeah. but it was funny my daughter my dad were out years ago at a little italian place called tomato pie in north park oh, i've been there son of rico place. from rico's restaurant yep. it's been in the north hills forever <laughs> right. and my dad says my daughter said what do you want pap and the waitress he said i'll have the focaccia <laughs> my daughter started laughing <laughs> pap that's the focaccia so <laughs> That's a Yinzer way of saying,
2: "I'll nice. have that focaccia." That's a good one.
0: Well, the combination is amazing. Desserts and then certainly coffees. People love again to the just like the beers. There's been an explosion of uh, look at all the. I mean, you guys have Starbucks and a lot of. Your, I mean, people want. I can't believe how successful they are with different coffees. Yeah, it's
3: amazing. And and, uh, one of the partners we were really proud of that goes back to the local thing, La Prima Espresso Company. Uh, They are by far our best-selling locally roasted coffee uh, from the Strip District. And uh, when it comes to that Italian-style espresso coffee, in my opinion, there is no equal. Uh, certainly here in Pittsburgh, and every bit as good, if not better, than what I've, what I've had in, in Italy. So we're really proud they're a supplier of ours. And we do some single batches in, in six- to eight-week availability where we buy very small lots from very specific farmers. We know the farmer's name. We know the sourcing. And they roast it uh, to order. We go over and, and try four different ways, and, and Sam and, and the master roaster over there, Chuck, and we get a chance to pick that up, and those are exclusive to, to Giant Eagle. So the, we really have taken that coffee idea and tri- figured how can we partner with a local vendor, it's a uh-huh. common theme with us, and even elevate that experience more. So uh, that's another one that I'm glad you mentioned.
1: I just want to know, do you get to sample everything that comes in, Paul?
3: He has to. I, I, I do more than I probably should, because I love food, you can't get me to stop. But oh. uh, yeah, it's important. We, wanted, we, wanted, we, want to, we want customers to trust, that we've actually procured and sourced this stuff because it's made it through the filter of mm-hmm. should we offer this to our guests? And you know folks like Chef Ben and myself and our entire team, we care about the quality and what's gonna, what shows up in our store. And if you don't wanna learn about the science or wanna, you don't wanna learn about the production, you don't have to because we do, we know these things and you can trust us when you just walk in, you're gonna get, you're gonna get the best uh, food on earth. And uh, that's a big part of what we do.
0: Chef Ben Paul Abbott, Market District, Giant Eagle. We can't thank you all enough. Your passion shows in everything you do. And uh, Jimmy, just to kind of wrap this up for Valentine's Day, we've had this great meal, this great dessert, the great port. One more Yenzer Valentine's Day card, which that are available again our, at our home here Giant, Giant Eagle. Eagle Market District. Driving into Pittsburgh
2: reminds me of you. The closer I get, the better to view. <laughs>
0: That's I romantic, that don't idea. you think, I'm Sheila? I'm
1: so romantic. Oh. Yes, yeah, I'm for choked choked <laughs> <laughs> See, that's
0: Visit your market district or Giant Eagle. And again, Paul, you'll have to tell us about your fancy food, Vegas excursion. I know they say what happens in Vegas. But in this case, you've got to tell us what goes on. So. I,
3: I will give you a play-by-play.
0: Can't thank you enough. Again, Thanks, Chef, Paul. thank you. Thank you. Happy Valentine's Day, Sheila, Jimmy. Thanks, brother. Thank until you. next thank time, you, Larry. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crencila-Highland from Market District Robinson. Hope you have a great and romantic Valentine's Day. Episode 19, that's a wrap. We want to thank Jim Potolsky, who works so hard. He's our audio engineer, and he's so much more than that. And want to thank Dick Roberts, our producer. And it, your family's originally from Italy, right? You. Will, What's your
1: Marcello?
0: Marcello, but uh, beautiful. (laughs) What he said.
1: Marcello, who is. Thank you, guys.
0: All right. Till next time. Ciao.